In a world where the 80s ended before all the terrible movies were made, three brave role-playing gamers will do whatever it takes to make the worst movies possible. But for budgetary reasons, the movies are only in audio. These are the worst movies ever played. Hey, everybody. This is Worst Movies Ever Played. I am your director, Patrick, and this is part two of Water's So Blue It's Black. Maybe you missed part one. Don't worry, you can go back and listen to the first episode right now. And I've got a recap for you if you want to start right here. In part one of Water So Blue It's Black, Tony Danzers, the manager of Florida University at Fort Lauderdale's Sea Station 86, is worried. His daughter, scientist Tina Danzers, left the Sea Station on a classified mission last week and has not returned. To find her, Tony and the station's intern, a talking dolphin named Slaps, need a submarine. To get one, they tie up the station's IT guy, Dwayne Barbcheck, which makes the station's robot, Fufflebot 9000, categorize them as hostile. Can they escape without getting smashed by a giant friendly robot? So now, in all of this time, Dwayne goes, slaps the dolphin, and Tony, they tied me up. Fufflebot computes this for a second, and he goes, we have hostiles. And he begins to roll around, and he starts rolling back very slowly, very slowly towards the area. Tony, hit one. One not that. So now you've turned on the sprinkler system, just making everything <laughs> wetter than it needs to be in oh, an already wet environment. The sprinkler system is on? I know what you're thinking. Fufflebot is, is an aquatic robot. He's waterproof. Ah, I already thought about this. So he goes, Attention, Tony. Please disengage immediately. No, no, no. It's a misunderstanding. Hits another button with his elbow. Okay. Hang on. Let me choose the number. It's now one or two. One. That is the right yeah. button. The door opens up below. Fantastic. And I swim up with Gilda. Hey, Gilda, you weigh about as much as a beach ball, right? About 90 pounds. Fantastic. Whoop. And I'm just going to bop her on my nose up and through the sub door. Okay. Roll your strength. I'm quite strong. You have bonked Gilda into, into her the, spot into in the, the sub. sub. So now she's removed from all the outside commotion. Mm-hmm. Tony, get in the sub. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm going to come up. You're in a suit already. I'm in a suit. Gilda's in a suit. Are you in a suit? There's probably a spare one in the sub. I would check before I left. We will do another simple one or two. Okay. I have chosen the number. Okay. One. Are there, there are suits okay. in the hangar. So you've got to grab a suit. We're going to roll your athletics versus Fufflebot's athletics to see okay. who is faster. I have great news. Fufflebot is not athletic. Okay, great. Two passes. Fufflebot got one pass. Fufflebot, this is human stuff. You don't get it. So Fufflebot gets near you, and right as you are grabbing that, he raises one of his robotic arms and slams it down, just missing you as you dash out of the way with the suit. That robot could have been a contender. You hop into the sub. Yep. Now you got to make the sub launch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Slaps, you got this? Yeah, I've swum up through the hatch in the bottom of the sub, and I'm now as much in the sub as it was designed for a dolphin to be able to be into it. What does that look like exactly, Patrick? By the way, Gilda, we're going to make a decision about Gilda real fast. So I'm going to roll Gilda's intelligence to see if she can tell. She can tell something is wrong because Fuvalbot's making a mess not far from her. She's going to roll with advantage to see if she sees what's happening. She got two passes, and she sees Fufflebot's arm coming down, and she goes, oh, they're stealing this sub. (laughs) She turns to you, and she goes, are we stealing this sub? Okay, we are borrowing the sub. Where are we going? To find my daughter. Where's your daughter? Near a lot of really cool methane. Let's do it! <laughs> so, and so she's in. She's in. She's Yay. ready to go. Do you know how to pilot the sub? I'll try. Let's see what I can do. Hey, this worked out. She has one pass, and she goes, I think I can probably get it on. She futzes around a little bit, and it motors on. Huh. She futzes with the controls, and she goes, I bet I just do it down. Then it, it begins to submerge. She goes, oh, oh, this is pretty intuitive. And the sub begins to move out. Fufflebot has turned towards you guys and is diving into the water. Oh, Oh, okay. Fascinating. Surprise. And so he still acknowledges you as hostile. Now we're going to roll his athletics to see... We ain't acting hostile. We're so nice to Fufflebutt. So like a transformer, he takes his wheels and turns them into a little, like, a propeller. propeller. I assume this is done with, like, claymation. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And so now... You guys are ahead mm-hmm. by, let's say, 50 feet. 
And now Fufubot's going to try and chase you. Now, what's faster, the sub or Fufubot? Great question. I had not planned on this. I think the submarine is as durable as Fufubot, which he can take six hits, and so can you. Uh, it's not a battle sub. Okay, so fair enough. Fair right enough. now, you're trying to outrun him, which is certainly something you can try to do. On your research sub, you have a pair of robotic arms that can extend and go out to grab things on the ocean okay. floor. And they're Love like, it. they're pretty strong, right? Because they're, they're like pretty big, strong. strong robot arms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are they stronger than another robot's arms? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm still not entirely sure how me slaps the, the dolphin is in the sub. I assume the two humans are up front and then... Behind, there is a little, like, dolphin compartment <laughs> that you just kind of fit in. There's a hook and a winch that attaches to the back of my suit, and I'm just hanging from the ceiling, kind of swinging as we go. <laughs> Great. You're up front. Yeah, I'm up front. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> and Gilda's driving, right? Yeah, yeah. she's definitely okay, driving. driving. None, neither of us knew how to do it. Right. And so you probably have some distance before you get to the border of the range that everybody can swim out. How do you want to handle this? Do we have, like, an electronic disruptor ray of some kind on this ship? I don't know. Yeah, Gilda, what kind of defensive actions can we take here? I would try and outrun the thing if I were you. I mean, the, the Fufabot is, is very, You very... are very much with us in this right now, just to be clear. Like, yeah, when I you say, you. like, if I were you, yeah. I mean, I'm planning on outrunning it. That's what I'm planning on doing. Okay, great. That Let's seems like that. a great plan. I like that plan. Okay, and so Gilda tries to, she just floors it. I guess I'm going to use her athletics versus, because it's a driving skill. And she got one pass. Now we're going to roll Fufabot's athletics. He passed. They're dead even, and they get further and further out. Hey, hey, Gilda, how do those uh, robotic arms work at the side of the ship? Yeah, Gilda, they look pretty tough, those big arms on the front. Is there any kind of, like, we swat the robot? You'd have to turn the sub around. They're right in front of us. So if someone were to put their arms into these gloves, they could run the outside arms. Oh, leave it to me boxing champion. Let's have a little one-on-one -on -one with this robot. You want me to turn the sub around so you can fight the robot? Yes, I think that's a great idea. I mean, we're trying to outrun it and it's keeping up with us, so clearly this isn't gonna work. Eventually it's gonna get here and, I don't know, cut through us with laser jaws. What does that thing have? Okay, all right. Laser jaws? And so Fufabot, as your speeding pass goes, please stop in the name of Florida University at Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> and then you turn around and you are now going to try and fight. We're gonna robot box Fufabot. Sorry, Fufabot. I'm the heavyweight champion of the alley behind Gene's Pizza. Let's go, let's do this. It's like Coach always said, get out of this game. <laughs> You're not as good as you thought you were. All right, so you put your both your hands oh, actually, into the little gloves. Oh, actually, that joke activates a power. <laughs> it's like Coach says. Once per scene, compare a challenge you face to a sport, and you have a plus two boon on the next relevant role in the scene. Nice. Okay. Fufabot realizes you are turning around, and he goes, Thank you for stopping. Please, let's return to the base. Your surrender is much appreciated. Yeah, I got my arms in the gloves, and uh, I'm going to give him the old Chattanooga sweep. <laughs> okay. Because he was not even suspecting it, he's not on guard. You only need one pass, and I'll let you do it twice. Okay, to see great. if you can hit him. Athletics. Mm -hmm. One pass on that. One pass again. Okay, so one pass. So you hit him for one, and he goes, "Ouch, that spots." All right, engaging subroutine combat. And can I get another hit on him while he's doing his Transformers thing? No, and in fact, now we need to figure out the turn order. Fufflebot got a two, and Gilda got a two. I got a four. Okay. Five. Gilda operates as the sub? She does. Okay. So, Slaps, it is your turn. Guys, this has really gotten out of hand in a hurry, but I feel like we've gone too far. If we get caught now, I'm going to get in so much trouble from my dad. <laughs> we have to turn this robot off. Can someone let me loose? I'm going to go slap it. So you want me to get you loose? Yeah, okay. I want you to drop me back in. I'm gonna go slap that robot. Okay, yeah, yeah, slap yeah. that robot around. So she comes over and she starts she starts working on getting you loose, and now it's Tony's turn. Alright, here's another knuckle sandwich. Courtesy of the deli man, Tony Danzer. Go ahead and hit him. One pass. Okay. You hit him once more. Bam! Right in the robot kisser. Describe what it's like when the robot arm punches him. The robot arm, which is clearly made of PVC pipe. 
it like closes up in stop motion. So it's clearly there was like six poses for it. And they like close it up. And then it just like flies very slowly through the water. But they like sped it up, you know, to make it look more impressive. Great. And already Tony is like dripping with sweat. <laughs> like when you go to the interior shots, he's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's like, it's some work, like, running these robots. And I assume there's, like, one sweaty red light blinking behind him. Always, yeah. He took off his shirt, and he's just wearing his, like, undershirt. So now it is Fufflebot's turn, and he says out loud, Running analytics on Submarine 3. You see him, like, scan Submarine 3, and then we see what he can figure out. Hopefully not much. He's very smart. Damn. (laughs) He couldn't figure out anything out oh not that smart apparently so, like he scans it but the water is too cloudy out here great and then it is gilda's turn gilda is going to use her athletics to unhook you she succeeds and she unhooks you. great so and- i dropped through the bottom and i'm now in the water and now it's your turn fantastic i'm gonna swim over to Fluffelbot. And he knows I'm not drunk at this point. (laughs) So I'm just going to do like an underwater flip and smack it with my tail. Can I see any vulnerable points on Floofobot? Okay, so So I should roll roll your intelligence. Yeah, I'm a pretty smart dolphin. Two passes to see the weak points on Floofobot. Only one pass. He's pretty solid looking so far. Got it. He's built to withstand a punishment. Yeah. Then in that case... He's got little propellers on his bottom, right? You told us that's making Mm -hmm. him go? Okay. It's kind of on his feet. He's horizontal. Imagine, like, Captain Planet flying through the air with his fists out. Right. You know what I'm actually going to do? Because he just scanned us, I know he's got a sensor array out. So I'm going to do a sonar blast directly at his head, assuming that's where the sensors are, and see if I can stun or, you know, disorient him. Okay. So my sonar blast, I've got a plus three when I'm in water. I love it. Is Dolphin a character that they had? No, I just made one. (laughs) Okay, I love it. But I took, I, like, animals have certain things. I just switched them to be dolphin things. Okay, Wonderful. so two passes to disable his, his sensor. Right? I only got one pass again. Okay. So I'm going to go. All right, Flufflebot, I'm really sorry about this, but I can't have you telling my dad what I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my, that sound is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he continues on. It is now Tony's turn. But at least it annoyed him. Yeah. You're at a distance, right? Doing that, so, doing the sonar blast? Yeah, I think, get... what am I, like 50 yards behind the sub right now? Or not even that, because if he was punching, he must be five or, you know, five or six yards at most. Yeah. So I'm just to the left of the sub where you are with the arms. Great. I'm going to close both fists, and I'm going to try to crush Fubai oh, yeah. between my robot fists. Okay. Roll athletics. One, uh, two passes. Two passes. Nice. Okay. So you hit him once, crash, and then once, crash, and then he goes, Oh no, primary sensors have been damaged. It is time for the hard stuff. <laughs> oh no. Oh, what, do you, what does that robot mean by hard stuff? Hey, you guys hear him say hard stuff in there? Because he just said hard stuff up here. I don't like hard stuff. Fufflebot raises both of his arms and is going to immediately crunch back on you. And he's going to use his strength. He gets two passes. Which means he hits the submarine for two damage. Oh god. And the glass begins to crack. Fuck. Are you guys okay? <laughs> we, are, we are not okay. We are not okay. So like little tiny cracks begin to show up in the sub. Oh great. So like it's you're still okay. No water's coming in, but he got it good. So that's you guys currently can take four more of those, and you just took great. two. Oh boy. It is now Gilda's turn. Gilda's like, I can turn this thing around. I can turn it around. You want me to turn it around? I think. How- what if she tries ramming him? Are we going to ram the robot? Yeah, presumably talking to you guys over the radio. Yeah. Guys, I have a crazy idea. What if you do like a ramming sumo slam? So, Gilda, you run right into him, and at the same time, you squeeze him with your arms and crush him really hard together. That sounds good to me. I'll do it. Okay, so you and Gilda are going to use your turn at the same time. If Gilda thinks this is a good idea. Gilda's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do it. And so she backs up the sub, ready to ram on your message to run forward. Got it. All right. Oh, boy. All the marbles. All right. It is now Slaps' turn. Great. I'm going to do a tail slap, which I got a plus three because I got a big meaty tail. Okay. And just try and whack him right in one of the propellers and see if I can knock it off. Okay. 
three sixes. You got three. Okay, so it, it only does two. Did I get him right in that propeller, maybe? You did. Okay, great. And so what happened is, with your tail, you swam around behind and then completely knocked one propeller off. So immediately, Fufobot begins to spin in a circle because one of his propellers is gone. And he goes, Oh dear, we have lost control of left propeller. So he tries to figure out how to handle that. Guys, let's cheese it. <laughs> <laughs> it is now Tony's turn. Oh, I think it's too late. And here we go. Guys, I said cheese it. And so she hits the floor and she's ramming the robot. As I use my arms to like grab the robot. Okay. We're basically like bear hugging the robot. It's, it's like a, a sumo running, smash. Sumo smash, yeah. Okay. She's going to roll her athletics plus your athletics. And then we'll take those together. Okay. Oh, no. She failed. Oh, no passes for me either. Okay. You completely missed the robot. Oh, God. This is good. You went for it. He got out of your range. He spun, like, on the other side of the circle, and you zoomed right past him. Whiff. Guys, this is great. I'm hopping inside. Let's get out of here. <laughs> it is now Fufelbot's turn. <laughs> Fufelbot's going to use his intelligence to figure out if he can operate with one propeller. He has figured it out. And so he goes, all right, recalibrating. He angles his leg just so it looks really awkward. He's got his leg like lifted up over him in a ballet sort of move. But now he's able to use it like a rudder. But he's only at half thrust. He's only at half thrust. And so now he is aiming for y'all again. Now it's Slaps' his turn. I'm going to swim right back into the sub and get hooked up. Guys, I'm coming in. I swim inside. He's only got one propeller right now. There's no way he can keep up with us. Let's get out of here. Listen, wouldn't be the first fight I ran from. <laughs> okay. Gilda? Yeah, sure. I don't particularly want to die here, so let's go. <laughs> I, like, use the robot arms to, like, wave goodbye. <laughs> okay, so and goodbye, and then Gilda will roll her athletics, and then Fufabot will roll his at disadvantage. She doesn't make any passes, but neither does Fufabot. Great. And so, like... Like, it's still kind of stuttering along, so she guns it again. And this time she has one pass. Fufubot fails utterly. And so the submarine gets way ahead, and he continues to try because that's his prime directive. Attention, you are currently stealing property that belongs to Florida University at Fort Lauderdale. I'm so sorry, Dad. We'll make it up to you, Floof, I promise. Please return the submarine immediately. Also, all damage that has been brought on to me, Fufubot 9000, needs to immediately be reported to the dean of Florida University at Fort Lauderdale. Sure talks about Florida University a lot. <laughs> Loves that university. <laughs> they were the underwriters for this film, right? Oh, absolutely. This is a recruitment <laughs> film for the Florida University at San <laughs> Fort Lauderdale campus. Florida. They're really trying to undo those fucks at Florida University Orlando. At the end credits, it's like, Florida University, the future is you. And it's like the state of Florida, but it's like going off and it's like a rocket ship. <laughs> All right. So slowly the sub gets further and further ahead. Into the darkness. Into the darkness. Fufobot's trying to keep up, but he's getting further and further behind. And eventually you hit the radius where Fufubot can no longer go. And he just sadly turns around and goes back to the base. The sea base. Oh, we make a pretty good team, the three of us. Yeah, good job, you guys. We did it. Great, great. So methane, right? We're doing methane? Yes, we're doing methane. Excellent. And uh, hey, do we got any like duct tape around here? I was thinking maybe uh, duct tape in those windows, you know? Let me see if I can figure out what to do with these windows. She goes into the emergency supply kit and pulls out an MRE. And she rips it open and it's like a bunch of bean paste. Mm -hmm. She starts smearing it over the cracks <laughs> in the windows. Oh, brilliant. She looks through the wires and she goes, yeah, these are the comms to the surface. We're not going to need that. She rips them out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they begin sparking. She uses the sparks to, like, seal the to bean weld paste. The bean to bit. weld the bean paste into the window. Huh. And she goes, okay, that'll hold. Boy, I'm really glad I brought my own mackerel dinners on this trip because <laughs> the fact that we can use the MREs as, <laughs> as welding material is a little concerning, isn't it, Tony? If anybody wants to pop some popcorn, we got these sparks here. <laughs> these open sparks. She totally unhooks the wires so that now they're not sparking anymore. Okay, so we're going to the methane now, right? Remember that tracker we built, you and I? Yeah. Just follow the tracker. That should take us right to the interesting methane. Okay, great. We're doing it. 
There's a long montage type sequence where you guys are just going through the darkness. A montage, you say? A montage. Ooh. Okay, describe that montage, and then we'll get some points. So you guys each get a token Great. for the montage. As you go through the montage, the sub is just going through the darkness. And every so often, like a sea snake or an anglerfish will go by, but it's pretty empty down here. Hey, Slaps, can you, like, talk to the other fish? Like, how does that work? Can you only talk to dolphins and humans, or can you talk to other marine life? Well, you know, fish are kind of dumb. I see. But I'll say, you know, there's dolphins and, and a lot of stuff. There's some very interesting, uh, long philosophical thoughts I've had with whales. Their conversations take weeks, but, you know, you can learn a lot from it. You ever talk to those ones that are really, really deep in the ocean, where they have, like, eyes like a lantern above their head and they you have mean, like giant an jaws. Fish? Yeah, like those guys. Yeah. You ever talk to one? No. They're, again, they're fish and uh, honestly they don't get out much, so. Yeah. The entire ride, Gilda is just staring at the ocean floor and she's seeing that the methane vents are giving off more and more methane. And she's getting pretty excited. She's I excited about it. The closer you get to this thing, it seems like there is more and more methane coming up. Great. Gilda, I'm just curious. You love methane. Yeah. What's uh, what's up with that? I, I'm more of a manager type than a science type here at the sea station, so I'm curious. What do you love about methane so much? Well, I did my doctoral work on it, and it's a publisher Paris thing in, in the university system, and so once I started publishing on methane at the ocean floor, I became the absolute expert on methane at the ocean floor, and if I want to continue to have a tenured track position, I have to keep working on methane at the ocean floor. So, you know, you might say it's a passion, but you also might say it's a survival mechanism to make sure I continue to exist in academia. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, okay. That is really dark and really true. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, I'm going to get back to looking at this, because uh, my job depends on it. Great. <laughs> All right, the vents get louder and louder, and she goes, it's almost like something hit the floor here and opened up some of the vents below. I bet that first sub that we're looking for went looking for the same thing. There's a wreck of a battleship coming up on your right. Ooh. And it looks like it hit the ground pretty hard here. Can we tell Japanese or American or Russian? Looks American. Looks like, looks an, like American an American battleship. one. Okay. Uh, but it's only a, couple of, only a couple more leagues, and then you pass a Japanese one. And then you pass a couple of airplanes. Some of them are commercial airplanes that seem to have been downed. Some of them look like biplanes, World War II planes. Some of these have been down here for a while. Guys, this is getting kind of spooky, right? Yeah, like an undersea graveyard for big objects. I mean, guys, we've heard stories about the Bermuda Triangle for years. I just didn't realize that it was this. What do you think caused all these ships to go down? As you get closer and closer, you see more and more wrecks that have hit the surface. Some of them are like old 16 and 1700s clipper ships that have been dogpiled by battleships and airplanes. And the closer you get to what looks like a very large object in the distance, more and more wrecks show up. Literally, the wrecks all begin to pile up like around it. Mamma mia. And what does the towering object look like? Does it look natural or does it look like an alien pillar? Everyone roll your intelligence. One pass. He passed. Yeah. You passed and Gilda's... Tony knows what this <laughs> okay. is. You guys all realize that, yeah, this is not of human construction. Whatever this thing is, was not made by humans. Gilda, what is that? I don't know. I, uh... Oh, it looks like something out of Space Squad into the fur box. But this yeah. this is distressing, unlike that movie, which is a great time. I mean, that movie was a little distressing. It asked some very uh, interesting questions about indigenous rights. I don't know if you guys looked at it closely enough. Oh, I mean, no, I was mostly there for the thrills and the chills. You but... guys continue to talk about uh, <laughs> Space Squad into the fur bogs until the beeping of the homing tracker becomes so loud you can't ignore it. And it gets faster and faster the closer you get to the object. So how do you want to approach this object? Well, I think I'm a little freaked out by this thing. And we know that something went wrong with the other sub, presumably when they approached it. Why don't we give it a little space and maybe we'll take a loop around and just see if we can see the sub and find our crew? That'd be a good idea, especially if you don't mind doing a reconnaissance, because maybe it knows about electronics. Maybe that's, that's why all these idea. electronic stuff, so maybe as a non-electronic, you would be able to get around it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Let me go for a little spin. You guys stay here. Don't get any closer. And then uh, we'll stay in radio contact. I'll tell you what I see. I'll drop down, and I'm just going to literally make a loop around. You know, what is the diameter of this tower? It's big. The tower's width 
is like the length of a football field. But presumably I could swim around it with my suit then without too much of an issue. You can, yeah, so what's happened with your suit is now that you're out of the range, you guys have gone so far out of the range that any limitations on your suit are no longer recognized by the base. Got it. So basically the homing mechanism no longer realizes you're breaking the rules. Fantastic. So I have enough air that I don't need to like come back and take a breath. You have enough air, although remember your air is finite, so don't right. don't go nuts. How much would you say that I have at any one go before I have to refill? I would say you probably need to refill after a couple of hours. Great. So, you know, a picture of a dolphin in a scuba suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Gladly. <laughs> and the, you know, the snorkels over the blowhole on the back so I can still have my mouth out. And I'm just going to drop down and uh, start doing some reconnaissance. So I assume in spy or intelligence? Whatever's better, I'll accept. Okay, my intelligence. I'm just going to go. Kids, it's really spooky, but you know, our friends are out here and we need to save them. So he's going to swim and we're going to swim. And I got one pass. Okay. And let's see. Okay, that's a lot of skeletons on that ship. That's not great. A lot of skeletons on that ship. That's not great either. This tower is really intimidating in the dark. <laughs> Over by... I assume I've got like a big floodlight somewhere coming off me, right? You've got a big floodlight coming off of you. So around the back. So this, um, it's the length of a football field, right? And it's it's sort of an oval shape. Okay. So there's a, there's a base that's an oval, and then there are little... Uh, fallopian tubes. Fallopian tubes, yes. So you have six different just so you guys at home spirally know, things. Patrick drew a very sexual alien spaceship. It's... We're into it, but it is quite anatomical it's getting hot in here is all i have to say i think you guys are turned on by weird things <laughs> yes you've got a oval in the center and then you have little spirals that come off the northeast the north side the south side and the centers got it and does it have any kind of like semi-opaque dome that we can see into it or is it just solid dark it's solid dark you can't see anything going on on the inside and okay. around the the little spirals on the outside you can tell that ships and planes have fallen into the crevices got it what does slaps get with his path slaps has located where the submarine i is. see the sub yeah guys guys i see the sub it's over here so the submarine has parked at the far north edge got it it just parked guys it looks okay it's not smashed or anything it's just sitting down there i'm gonna go swim over and see if i can see inside my little girl tina i hope you're okay all right, so you're going to swim over. I'll swim over and peek inside. Yeah, roll your intelligence. No passes. There's nobody in it. Guys, it's empty. Uh, Can I see where they went? Roll your intelligence again. One pass. One pass. You can't see where they went for sure, but there are several ships that have all kind of leaned against each other. So two battleships are leaning, so they make a triangle. And then there are two other battleships behind that that are leaning, so that they make a triangle. And essentially, there is a hallway. There's a corridor. A corridor of, ships. of battleships that are leaning against each other that looks like it leads closer to the object. But it's too small for the sub to go through. Yeah, the sub can't get through it. Guys, I think you're going to have to get out of the sub and go for a walk with me. Well, you know, a swim. There's some kind of real creepy cathedral of broken ships, and uh, it looks like they went into it. You want to stay here, stay in the ship? Yeah, well, whatever works. I mean, I can write about this no matter what. So you tell me if you think I'm useful. Yilda, I'm sensing a lot of papers coming out of this. I would recommend you come park down here and we'll investigate some vents as we walk down this terrifying corridor and see if we can find our friends. I'm in. And so she grabs her notebook, she puts on her helmet, and she is ready to dive. You really are the Gilda Whisperer, <laughs> Slaps. Well, I'm a graduate student. That's kind of the only way I stay alive. Yeah. Let's see if I can get to a better university. Let's see where we're headed. Everybody pulls the submarine around. They park it next to the other one. Everybody gets out in their suits, and they start walking down the corridor of broken ships and planes with you swimming alongside. It's dark. Yeah, what do we see in there? You see the overhangs of ruined wires and rust. You see mollusks that have climbed up a biplane, splinters of very old ships with doubloons that have all kind of spread out. It just looks like wreckage. You want to grab some of those doubloons? Sure, I'll, I'll grab doubloons. I'm just thinking, like, you know, we're probably going to owe the university a bunch of money after uh, this when yeah. we broke all their stuff. Oh, no, no, brilliant, brilliant. Maybe we'll right. give them some pirate treasure and they won't, you know, 
kick us out of graduate school. Yeah, or put me in jail, baby. <laughs> I'm going to grab doubloons and put them. Do these suits have pockets? I'll say you've got a backpack. Okay, I'm going to take doubloons and put them into the backpack. So you grab some doubloons, and a voice in the darkness goes, Someone's got their hands on the treasure. You know how you're watching a movie on TV and there's a commercial break? This is, this is that. We're, we're doing that. Tony, put the doubloons back. Uh, yep, <laughs> right away. You hear a footstep, and then a peg leg, and oh. then a footstep, and a peg leg. We can hear this underwater? Yes. That is very spooky. As it gets closer and closer to you, a pirate shows up, but the pirate doesn't look like a normal pirate. Like, roll your intelligence to see if you can tell what's going on. Is it in a suit? Is it just a pirate standing underwater? It's a pirate just standing underwater. Oh my god, I've got a- I did one pass. I did not pass. I'm gonna say... I think we might be a little out of our depth at this point. Tony, this is no time for puns. Oh, okay. I thought that was pretty good, though. I mean, it was, but this is really a bad time. And so, Gilda looks at it, and she's got a pass, too, and she goes, It's not just a pirate. It's a pirate made out of tiny krill. And as you look at it, sure enough, there are little tiny krill floating around in the shape of a pirate. This is a trailer moment. You can see all of the moves that the face makes and as it talks, but it's clearly all a bunch of little krill all acting together. Coordinated krill making a pirate. Yes. Gilda, have you ever seen anything like this? No, no, I have not. It's amazing. It's so amazing, I wish I could write about it, but it's not methane, so what am I going to do? Well, this might be a good chance to get something in another journal. At least take a picture. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes a picture of it, and then as she takes a picture, the flash reveals two other krill figures in the back. Okay. And the pirate goes, boys, they're coming for our lucky charms. Oh my god, they're Irish pirates. (laughs) And then you see... One step out, this one looks like a World War II pilot, but again, made of krill, but he's got the leather helmet, the leather jacket, the scarf, and then there's a guy- All made of krill. All made of krill. Oh, boy. And then there's a third guy who has got a big old beard and looks like a modern stevedore. Like, he just, he's got what would be a yellow vest, although obviously it's all krill. He's got workman's boots and and a hard hat. The pirate goes, you'll be turning it around now, yes. Hey, you guys are fantastic. Also making me a little bit hungry, I'm just going to say that. Like you're talking burger to him, but, you know. The stevedore interrupts you and goes, look, you do not want to be here. It's not, uh, it's not good place. can tell you from experience, here is a terrible place. Did you see three other people by chance come through in the last few days? My daughter. They killed more of us. They killed more of us before we could arrive. And the pilot breaks in and he goes, yeah, the three people that got through, we were called in as soon as they killed my brother, his brother, and his brother. So you guys aren't on like great terms, I take it. No, we don't want your kind around here, see? All right, do you, do you know where those guys went? And then we'll get out of here. They're inside and we can't find them. But we'll deal with you first because we're not letting any more through. What's inside? It's none of your business, champ. Get out of here. Okay, but what if we needed to go inside? I've about had enough of this. He pulls out his krill longsaber. <laughs> oh boy. And they are gonna start attacking you. Okay, can I keep talking to them while we fight? Yes, you can keep talking to them while Fantastic. you fight. Fantastic. Okay guys, if it's gonna be a rumble, I guess that's just what today is for us. I was not expecting this, but good thing I did all that underwater boxing training. So here we go. Okay. So, the pirate has pulled out his krill sword and it is now Tony's move. I don't like the look of that sword. Who am I closest to? The pirate is out front. I would say he's 10 feet away. Medium close. Yeah. So we're underwater, and like regular physics applies. Like, people I mean, tend to go pretty slow underwater. I guess you can't really punch, huh? I don't think I actually have a weapon. I okay. kind of don't think it matters because I literally You're have spent millions of years evolving to eat krill. I have a lot of ways and advantages to eat krill. Let's see what Gilda has. She has an underwater tranquilizer gun. We'll make the tranquilizer gun like a harpoon gun. We're on like an ocean floor. You're on an ocean floor. I would like to kick up dust. 
basically like kick dust in their direction to sort of get them disoriented. That's cool. So I'm going to say both you and Gilda have a plus one harpoon gun. Oh, okay. I have a gun as well. I'm going to say you have a harpoon gun. That that, was on the suit. That was on the suit. Oh, okay, great. It comes standard with the suit. Yeah. But the harpoon. I just don't know what a harpoon's going to do against krill. Well, that's it, right? You're going to shoot it and then all the krills are going to separate. I'm going to do my dust plan. Okay. I'm going to try to kick dust in their eyes, basically. Okay. So you kick dust in their eyes. I guess you're rolling spy because you're trying to hide yourself, right? No, no, no. I'm trying to disadvantage them. All right, I all guess right, that's athletics. Stuff. Athletics. Yeah, because you're trying to just kick up enough duffs really fast underwater. Get some silt One underwater. One pass. Okay, so a big wall of silt is going everywhere now in between you. And Gilda sees what you're doing, and she goes, Yep, that's a good idea. And so she does the same thing. And she gets no passes, but you've still got a big enough wall. Oh, yeah, when, uh, when push comes to shove... <laughs> Throw sand in someone's eyes. That's a good way to get advantage in a fight. The pirate is going to try and go for you with his sword. But because he can't see, I'm going to take away one of his die. He misses you. So through the dust, you see a little sliver of sword krill go swoosh, swoosh through the water, but nothing hits. And then the pilot grabs a handgun, also made of krill, oh my God, I love from, his, from his belt, and he starts firing into the cloud. How are they doing this with the movie? Is this like an, an- are they all like animated yeah. basically? Like, this is like 2D animation. It's the tiny little like, when they would just scrape the film yeah. to make it look, you know, like dots. They That's drew it on the cells. Right. Okay, great, great, great. A handgun made of krill, fires to krill and the krill go like deep through but again disadvantage he still hits you for two wow wow because he got two passes as they get closer these krill are glowing a little bit which is part of how you you can see these guys so easy they start hitting your suit and they didn't rip the suit but you can tell that like if more things hit here you're going to be in trouble Fight fair. Put down your grill guns and your grill swords. The stevedore sees that that worked, and he goes, okay, will do. And he grabs a gun by his side and fires two more krill into the cloud. He missed, so both those shots whizzed right past you. It is now Slap's turn. Fantastic. Okay, guys, things are going to get a little messy for a minute. I'm going to take a minor action and go... Hey, uh, krill people, I just want you to be aware that I'm I'm a dolphin. A million years of evolution has made it pretty clear that I'm going to eat all of you if I decide that's what I want to do. I'm, like, really good at eating krill. I can't emphasize enough. I'm really good at it. Even magic krill. Is there any chance you would want to just talk for a minute, explain how you became krill people, and then not fight with us? I'll tell you exactly how I became a people of the Krill, but it won't change anything about the fighting. (laughs) Not in a single second. I came here when my ship came down, the best part of me were ripped away, and now this is all that remains. And I'm so damn angry that I'm gonna kill anything that gets close. I don't think this is a a negotiation. Yeah, also that's terrifying. (laughs) I'm actually afraid. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty scary stuff. But I'm still going to eat these krill. Well, thank you. So so I'm going to do my click, which is how dolphins stun small fish and prey. So you're like zooming at them to eat them? Okay, guys, you're not going to like this. Okay, so you zoom right past them and they dodge out of the way. And so as they move really fast, you see little trails of krill like join back up to get back in with the bulk, but all three of them dodge out of the way. Got it. Okay. Okay, it is now Tony's turn. Oh, boy. Uh, what to do? Or is there, like, a flat piece of wreckage I could, like, harpoon at them? You want to pull part of it down? Yeah, I want yeah. To, okay. That's a good idea. So the area that the doubloons came from is the ship, and some of the wood is clearly rotting above. Yeah. So, yes, you can pull that down if you want. I'm going to harpoon the wood okay and i'm gonna try to like whip it down so two things them, need to, to happen. like scatter to basically to scatter them i don't know if i'm gonna hit any of them but i'm just gonna like try to scatter them. get one pass to hit the wood we'll say the harpoon gun is let's say it's 3d6 harpoon gun okay two passes. two passes so you hit that now use your strength to pull it down one pass one pass okay so you manage to pull that <laughs> down on the pirate and let's see his athletics to see if he can get out of the way. Or does he even notice? One pass. So he saw it. 
Let's see if he's fast enough with his athletics. But what about the, I was going for like a whip attack. I got the harpoon and I got, oh, you're like, trying got the to whip. whip the board. Yeah, I'm trying to like whip them like to scatter them. I understand. Roll your strength one more time. Okay. And I need two passes to hit him. No, no okay. passes. So it goes right over his head. But now you do have a board at the end of this harpoon that you can now swing around like a mace yeah. if you want. I okay, love that. Great. Okay. It is now Gilda's turn. Gilda, shoot him with the harpoon. Gilda's like, you guys are making this way too complicated. She just fires at one of them with the harpoon gun. Okay, all right, let's see if it hits. But we have to remember that the other crew killed three of them. So how did they do it? They must have done it with the harpoons. Right, and it's not like they were planning on fighting these things. Right. Gilda got two passes, so she hits it, and the harpoon goes directly into the pirate, and then she yanks it back, and a huge bunch of krill gets pulled out of his side and they were dead on impact from the hit he took one damage good work oh great yeah maybe i was overcomplicating <laughs> so it is now the pirate's turn he is going to retaliate he swings at gilda with his saber he hits her once for one damage the pilot sees her as the next biggest threat so he's going to fire at her with his gun he misses her, so two krill go right by her head. And she goes, oh, this is, this is a little too much for me. Stevedore fires his gun at her, and he misses her again. And she's like, guys, guys, how do we stop this? Slaps, it's your turn. I'm going to do that sonic blast again, but just on one of them. Okay. No passes. No passes. that many dice. That's amazing. Okay, so you swoop around and you try and... Which one were you aiming at? The pirate. You aim at the pirate. The pirate jumps out of the way and he goes, I've been down here for hundreds of years. I know how to evade dolphins. It is Gilda's turn again. Guys, we're getting shit-talked by Krill. I know. I mean, look, I know that this isn't normally what we're up to, but this is... That's kind of embarrassing. Gilda's face scrunches up and she goes, I did not come down here to get shit-talked by Krill. All right, I don't want to be uh, disrespectful, but, like, can you help harder? (laughs) Now it is Slaps' turn. Fantastic. I'm going to Sonic Blast again at the pirate. It's this two-pass to hit. It's really Mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Three passes. Three passes. So you do double damage to Fantastic. the pirate. Fantastic. So I, I swim right in the, pilot, the pirate's face and I go... I don't care how many years you've got down here. <laughs> Biology never loses. <laughs> and I open my mouth and emit a piercing click, 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 click. And you basically eat his head. <laughs> you eat his head and it's completely gone. And then Krill from his legs swim up to the top of the head and reform the head. <laughs> but he takes two damage in the process. Great. And has no legs. The legs are thinner now, yeah. Like, one leg is way thinner. It's not It's not as much there as it was before. And how do these krill taste? They don't taste good. So I just chomp them, like spit like them back you're out. Spitting, you're spitting them out? Yeah, after I chomp them up in my teeth Okay, and so, kill you, so you destroy them and then spit them out immediately. Yeah. Great. Guys, these krill taste really weird. Like, maybe aliens weird. Oh, yeah. Again, that's, it makes sense. <laughs> this is a very bad situation we are in, by the way. I didn't quite expect all this. Okay, it is now Tony's turn. I don't want to be a broken record, but... That's what they're doing to you. That's what they're doing to us, so I guess we're going to do it to them. Here comes Wood Mace. Okay, here comes Wood Mace on who? Going for the pirate. Going for the pirate. One pass. Not enough. And so you swing it and the pirate just like swashes it away with his sword. And now it is Gilda's turn. She is, she under, she's like, yeah, pirates, pirates damage. We're going for the pirate. One pass is not enough. So Son they the gun. slip out of the way. It's now the pirate's turn. He goes at her with the saber. He hits her for one damage. She's getting pretty hurt. Tony has an ability. You owe me one. Once per scene, when an ally within your move distance takes damage, you can immediately move to their position and take the damage for them instead. Okay. So that's what Tony's going to do. Okay. So he's going to push her out of the way. It's like, okay. So you push her out of the way, and so you, and so you, you take the damage instead. Yeah. Great. Okay. So the pilot is going to, now that you're out in front, he's going to fire at you. Misses you, so he goes, Dang it, this gun's not worth a damn thing. He goes to his side and he pulls out a nightstick and he's gonna just get into the fray. So he starts marching towards you. The Stevedore tries one more time with the gun and he fails again. He goes, He's right, he's no good. Fire. (laughs) And so he puts the gun away and this time he just he pulls a board from the wall 
and he starts walking towards you with the board. Tony is very slowly doing that boxing hop. Whoop. Great. Whoop. <laughs> Uh, and now it is Slaps' turn. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go for another Sonic attack to stun them, and then take a big bite on one or all the pirate. One on the pirate. Okay. Nice. Two passes. Two passes. That hits him, and you just manage to like go right over the pirate, and you inhale the pirate. Nice. And so all of the kill that were in the pirate go. Also, into gross, 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 gross. Yeah. <laughs> and so you crunch them up, and then what happens? I would blow them up my blowhole, but I've got a snorkel in it, okay. so I'm just gonna spit them out the side. Okay. <laughs> so dead krill just float all through the thing. Okay, guys. Anybody else want some of this? And I snap my teeth out of the pirate is gone. Yeah, hopefully that intimidated the stevedore and the pilot a little bit. <laughs> the pilot takes his nightstick and he tries to take a whack at you, slaps. Okay. He gets two passes. So he, like, as you're devouring, he hits right on top of the blowhole, or where the blowhole would be, and he really slams it down hard. Two damage. <gasps> okay, okay, I see where we're at now. Okay. The stevedore is going to do the same thing, and it one pass, so he hits you for another good Do you know who my father is? <laughs> I get a token for do you know who my father is <laughs> and now it is Gilda's turn and so she is going to use her flashlight that she's got and she's going to try and clock the pilot in the head she misses him they swish out of the way again yes they're very tricky well then I'm going to do my sonic bite attack sonic bite attack go for it on who three passes on the uh, let's do the stevedore, because he's closest to me, right? He's closest to you, so you manage so I'm gonna, to bite I'm going to swoop around. Call loud sound, I call to disorient him. You hit him for two, where are you hitting him? I'm going to hit him right in the chest and try and swim through him, and hopefully that means the krill have to spend more time reforming. You swim through him, and he just kind of spreads apart, but you get a significant part, and when he spreads back, there is a hole where right. you hit through, and they don't reform because they don't need to. They just stay at the at the edges. Got it. Um, and I'm going to chomp up those krill and spit them out. Okay. That guy's heartless. <laughs> just Tony's turn again. So here's what I'm going to do. I would like to hit the top of the head and, like, smash through the krill to punch the stevedore in half, basically. Okay. Down. It takes all of your strength because you are having to fight against the water. Remember the rules of called shot. Either you tell me right now, yes, you can do that yeah. and give it to me as a lucky break. Or you can say roll for it. And you get it once per act? Once per act, Once yeah. per act, okay. So yeah, you get to do it. It summons, it takes all of your strength. So you, you tell me how it looks. I swim up in the air, fist at the ready. I'm going to like drop the hammer. This isn't going to be pretty. This is when you want to kill a guy. And he's had his fair share of those kinds of matches. Believe you me. You hit the stevedore so hard that all of the krill, like, glow really bright for a second and then go dim. And then they all just kind of float away. <laughs> and nice. so the stevedore is gone. Great punch, Tony. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know how boxing is. You punch a guy really hard and he's able to walk out, but you don't know whether or not he lasted the next week or two from the brain damage. <laughs> Way more information than we needed right now, Tony, because we still got one more of these cruel monsters. Oh, yeah, 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 let's fight that guy. Gilda's like, yeah, now is not the time to talk about, like, old ghosts. Like, we have <laughs> present ghosts in front of us. Yeah, yeah. And so she fires her harpoon gun at one of the present ghosts, and she hits the pilot. She hits it, but they swish out of the way. He's going to fire at her. How many health does Gilda have left? She is on her last heart. She is looking real bad. So the krill hit the glass, and the glass cracked. On and her face the nano mask. stuff, like, tried to fix it. There's a little buzzer on her suit that is going off, saying, Warning, warning, we're trying to sub, we're trying to sub. Like, she's in a bad state. All right. Gilda, get back to the sub. She goes, no, I'm not going to let that happen again. And she uses her minor action, better mousetrap, you can do this again with a plus two boon, so you get to oh, add great. two dice. So she goes, here's the thing that they're not considering. Krill shouldn't be down here at all. Oh, it sounds like science to me. Woof. Okay, uh, three passes. Three passes. So you manage to hit the pilot. How do you hit the pilot? So I come right at him and I go... I don't even have anything to say. I'm just oh, pissed how about, off. How about krill or be krilled? Tony, stop with the puns. <laughs> oh. But I am really upset, so yes, krill or be krilled, you krill. You take off his arm in the process. I'm not going to be beaten by some dolphin, and he, like, his leg disappears, and he grows back the other arm. 
Tony's walking around on one leg now. You'll be all right. So Tony's turn. Tony's turn. Harpoon to the face. Harpoon to the face. Okay, go for it. Two passes. Two passes. Nice. Okay, you hit him for one, and the harpoon to the face ganks out a big chunk of his face. I finally learned how the harpoon works. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> From his shoulder, it comes back and makes his full face, and he goes, Boys, I would just back off if I were you. I'm deadly dangerous. I, I killed so many Germans in the war, and I am ready to do it again. Show some respect. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I still still have to kill you. Now it is Gilda's turn. Gilda's going to take your advice and run away. It is now the pilot's turn. So he's going to attack Slaps. Okay. He misses, though. Tony, your turn. Harpoon to the stomach. Harpoon to the stomach. Harpoon to the stomach. Yeah, two passes. Two passes hits him right in the stomach. And the force of it is so hard that once again the quilt blow, and then they just die away. And then as as he's going out, he goes... It's very important to remember everyone who served on D-Day. And then he just disappears. Well, the good news is I learned how to use a harpoon. I learned this new skill. I'm very conflicted about what just happened, but we should go get Gilda now that hopefully she's been able to repair her suit and keep going and find our crew. That's the way to go. Oh, but should we grab some of those doubloons? I guess. <laughs> so you guys load up on doubloons and you put them in the sub. Right. And then you go back to Gilda. Gilda's in real bad shape. Like, she's she's banged up. She's clearly moving her arms with some trouble. She's trying to smear bean paste all over the wounds, but, like, she's... Gilda, how you, how you doing, buddy? I made it all the way to the ocean just to get my ass kicked by Krill. Well, no, we kicked their ass. Gilda, we kicked their ass. Yeah, you were very much a part of that. You kicked their ass. You kicked their ass. I, I just got beat. I, I'm a professor who studies methane. I'm not supposed to be down here killing ghosts made of krill? That's not what I'm here for. I don't know what this is. I can't handle this. Gilda, you're a tenure-track professor at a major state university. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know what percentage of PhDs get tenure-track? It's less than 1%, Gilda. You are less than 1%. You're the best of the goddamn best. If anyone can handle a journey into the unknown, it's you, Gilda. That's your whole job, the intellectual unknown. Who knows what this is? Maybe you will. I don't know. I mean... Maybe if I was at Cornell, I might be able to handle these ghosts, but I, I just don't know. Cornell? Fuck Cornell. <laughs> it's so fucking lame. Gilda, you're better than Cornell. You're better than Cambridge. You're better than... Those are the two I know off the top of my head. I, I'm not a very smart guy, do you, but... Do you mean Cambridge, Massachusetts, or Cambridge, England? Well, he means both. Yeah. You're better than the University of Phoenix, which at this point in the future has become the dominant online university <laughs> in the world. Take a token for that, because that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Gilda, you're the, you're the best. You're down here kicking ghost butt. We didn't even know ghosts existed until five minutes ago. And just think of... Not only the methane, but you're gonna document stuff no one's ever seen before. Think of the articles. Think of the citations, Gilda. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be the person that, that understands everything there is to know about ghost krill monsters. I can't tell if they're ghosts or just krill monsters. We'll figure it out. It, I mean, I, I, I can figure it out. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please take this opportunity to subscribe. We'll see you next time on Worst Movies Ever Played.